We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I appreciate DK. Just as we uh, welcome to the show, first of all, he's Vince. I'm Sean. DK said, "Take your time, Sean. These animals are unappreciative." You're damn right, DK. You're damn right. Unappreciative. Come on. Oh, that's great. That's great. You know, people are calling for a national holiday. We're here. We're working. Be appreciative, people. Come on. That's right. Michael wanted to know if. Super Bowl Monday should be a national holiday. You know, from what I understand, this it sounds like they're gonna they're trying to push the Super Bowl back like at least one more week so that you know, because President's Day is next week, right? Right. I think that they've been talking about that. Oh, like I see with all these extra games they've added and you know, different things that yeah. that could happen. I don't know, you know, so that that's always so, so it's a I mean, big yeah. thing. And it but would just be just like we talked not... about last week. Just play the damn game Saturday night Seriously. instead of Sunday night and you solve it because again, you've got an extra week in between. So you're not shorting anybody any time. They're still going to have almost right. a full extra week than what they usually have. Just play the game Saturday instead right. of Sunday and you solve the whole thing. You're not competing against anything. Yeah. Like, you know, this past weekend, you're not competing against anything. Like, is as upset as I am about like the college football national championship being on a Monday night, they're competing with the NFL and they're always going to come in second yeah. to the NFL. And so they can't have their game over the week. I, I get it. I'm not happy about it, but I get it. Like they can't have it on Saturday or Sunday because nobody will watch it, you know? So, I mean, I get it, but the, the, the Super Bowl is a hundred percent in their control. It does not, have to be on Sunday night. Yeah. And, and even the more NFL, so, you can literally do anything you want and yes. it, it doesn't matter. Even more so, Sean, it doesn't need to be Sunday night either. Let's yeah. be honest. It could be Sunday at one it could o'clock. It be Sunday at one o'clock. That's exactly right. I, I, you know, it doesn't have to be at night. 
and we can all get a good night's sleep. You know, because I, I don't know how, you know, what it was with you, but I even stayed up and I watched that tracker show afterwards. <laughs> tracker show? Well, it was oh, called the, Tracker, the that with, new one. The thing with the guy from the, the show. Um, this is us. <laughs> This is us, yeah, Kevin yeah. Hartley or whatever his yes. name is, yeah. And of course, in the first five minutes, he had his shirt off. You know, I mean, he right. They knew. See, that's remember when we were talking about Quantum Leap last year? Yes, he should have been the lead in Quantum oh, Leap. Oh, that would have been concerned. awesome. That would I think been that would have awesome. been a perfect fit. It's on NBC. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah, that would make him awesome. the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome. I I did watch that show, and spoiler alert, thought it was pretty good. To be honest with you, and they already they're already building up like his personal backstory. And then at the same time, he's trying to find these lost people, you know, and all this stuff. Like, I thought it was a good show, but like, I didn't get to bed until like one o'clock in the morning. And of course, yeah. normal work I watched, day the next day. I watched the, uh, I recorded, I remembered it was going to be on before I left. And I set uh, my DVR to record the CBS, the NFL today tribute to like the old, what we're going to talk about Brent Musburger in rapid fire, but it was like the, the original NFL pregame show. Okay. The NFL Today on CBS with Musburger and Irv Cross yep. and Phyllis George and, you know, like the whole Jimmy the Greek and and yep. uh, Jane. What was Jane's name? I feel bad. I forgot Jane's name because I felt bad for her <laughs> after watching it. But I recorded it, and, and so I stayed up and watched that last night afterwards. So nice. Like, so you saw something too. Yeah. I was like, do I want to commit to True Detective right now? And I was like, nah, probably not. Because yeah, I get that. Getting a little creepier and that kind of. But I, so, so I've got True <laughs> Detective, a couple other shows I got to watch. Uh, somebody said, who gets President's Day off? I mean, you know, postal <laughs> workers, government School workers. School employee right here. I definitely go. get it off. So I'm That's all right. for it. That's right. Not, not the common folk. but No, the common folk don't. But it would cover a bunch of people. It would also cover kids, obviously, because they're not going to be in school. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't have to worry about waking. The, like, a bunch of my kids stayed up and watched this game, some for some reasons and some for others. And it was difficult waking them up this morning. And they'll let the kids sleep in. You know, it does cover yeah. a good chunk of I America. Just, I want to, I want to. I don't want to kill the party right now, but I do want to say something because uh -oh. Uh -oh. I, I realize this is a presidential election year. Uh oh, here we go. Going to get nuts, but I see. <laughs> you know, I've seen this over the last couple of weeks. We're getting more and more political stuff creeping into the chat. This is oh, a politics-free zone. Yes, so get rid you of can it. you can bring whatever you know, like you can slam this guy. You can slam. We're not talking about it. It's not going to be addressed on this show, so yeah. you can you can throw it up there in the chat if you want. We're not we're not going there. That's yeah. not what this is. This is you know like you you know like people bitch you know because like we you know like we get away from Notre Dame too much. Look, it's a sports show, right? We're not we're not going there, you know. Yeah. So stay locked in. That's right. <laughs> That's and all I've got to say. I mean, I wouldn't even bring it up in the chat because if it gets too far, we're not, we're just going to block it. Like, it's not even going to happen. Right. Like, don't. And don't look, there. I'm a guy who, you know, like I mute slash block people, you know, like in my <laughs> social feed who agree with things that I agree with. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Because I don't want to see it. That's just not what I'm there for. Yeah. So completely agree. Yeah. Like, completely agree. So 
Hey, let's just, let's just sloppy go. Joe, though. I will bring this up. He says Abraham Lincoln was an overrated wrestler. <laughs> I was agree a, with that. Oh man, he was a scrapper. <laughs> he was a scrapper. Did he really wrestle that bear? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was like he was a. I don't know if it was a wrestler, but he like he was he like got, the original MMA guy or something. Yeah, is what uh, you're saying? Yeah, he used to get in some scrapes, man. Yeah, and make money doing it. So, yep. you know, <laughs> Andre says great game for the women. We'll go hey. there. Andre, not, we'll go there. Not wrong about that. That I, now I will say, and I know it made your day that much more hectic and long and everything else. And so I, I get it. I, I feel that. But it was nice to have that game leading in. I mean, not there was obviously time in between, but it was nice having that yeah. game. Fortunately, literally, know, right? yeah, because I had the game set to record. And well, I'll say that I thought I had the game set to record. Oh, it turned no. out I had like the whatever the last hour you know, leading into kickoff. Oh. And so fortunately I was almost, and that's the thing about the Super Bowl too, is it's hard to catch up because you want to watch the, you know, commercials and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, you kind of power through a couple, you know, sure. like when they're coming back from commercial, get like, get right to the game. Well, whatever that was, it was like the hour show. And then all of a sudden my DVR went, do you want to delete this? And I'm like, hold it. What? <laughs> So I didn't miss too much. I missed maybe one or two plays, I think, or something. Oh, you know? okay. But so when did you actually get home? I got home literally like right at 640, something no like that. Kidding. In the That's door like right at, at 640. Kickoff. Yeah. Change wow. clothes, got my plate of food, you know, like, <laughs> <I> like <laughs> sat it. down. I was like, let's go. <laughs> That's impressive. I, I yeah. thought you were going to have to watch some of that game on the plane or, or whatever the case may be, but uh, I – my my uh, my original point, though, I really enjoyed having a game to watch at the noon hour because it kind of made the day go by a little bit yeah. faster. You know what I mean? Usually it's like waiting, waiting, waiting. Like I can only handle so much pregame show. You know what I mean? And so it right. was nice to because I always watch the Sunday morning show because I really like that, like on CBS, you know, with Jane Pauley. And then it led right into the women's game pretty much and then right into the Super Bowl. So it was it's a nice little, uh, nice little Sunday. Nice little Sunday with sports and and whatnot. It was good. I know a lot of stuff going on. There was right. It was and and Mike and people are talking about the men's game the day before. So it was a nice. It was a nice weekend. That's to be right. Honest. It was it great. Was. I was at that game. Took my daughter. Had a great time. Caught a T-shirt. Watched the women's game at noon and then the Super Bowl. So it was a nice little. Uh, what is that? About thirty hours, I'd say of. Notre Dame athletics slash Super Bowl. Big time. Big time. Yeah, it was double. You know, it's like I'm sitting there double overtime. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, because like based on the schedule that we had, I'm like, okay, probably get yeah. back again just in time for the start of the game. And as it turned out, got back just in time for the start of the game, even after double overtime. But yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. We'll get, we'll get to more of that. Yes, we will. In rapid fire. That's uh that's, that's on the docket, both the men's and women's basketball. And a lot of Super Bowl stuff is uh, on the docket in rapid fire as well. We're going to talk about Chris O'Leary here in just a second, but little, a uh, little Christmas present in February. Speaking of Christmas presents in February, you see all this right here. <laughs> yeah, geez. Jesse wow. and his girlfriend are finally coming to town this oh. weekend. We can exchange our Christmas 
presence. Oh my goodness, Jesse Styers. Well, you, you know, we saw him in Kansas in in December, right. but the problem was they flew. We drove. They, they flew. take all the gifts. And there was yeah. just too much stuff for them, you know, to bring back on the plane and all that. And everyone's had between my basketball schedule and yeah. their other schedule. It's like. Mid-February, we're going to do another round of Christmas this weekend. <laughs> spread it out, man. I like it. You know, spread it out. Nothing wrong with that. So uh, get a little Jesse in the house this weekend. That'll be good. That'll yeah. be good. I'm going to star up a couple of these. People are, you know, we've got. Uh, oh, that's a good question, though. Stuff that's like a good that. question yep. from Michael. I'm just saying. Yep. And you know more about that than anybody else. Yeah. Brent. Brent, I can't say that I'm sad the 49ers lost, but you being a 49ers fan, I do feel for you. I do. Like, you know, like day after big losses. Anyone yeah. who's a 49ers fan, I feel for you. Especially Congratulations close, close to anyone games. who's a Chiefs fan. I know. I mean, overtime, right? Man. So, And and a new overtime, apparently. Yes. <laughs> we can talk about that later. And again, too. we'll get to that <laughs> in a little bit. Oh, Spring practice schedule, though, came out yes. today. For Notre Who Day. knew? That's your Christmas present. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was literally going to text Brian this morning. And say, hey, have you heard anything, you know, on like when this might start? And then boom, like three hours later in my inbox, I get the uh, I get the email. I had no idea. No idea that was coming. I didn't either. That was uh, it's interesting. I will say that we're not supposed to talk. We can't give out like all the exact dates and all that stuff. We can say it starts March 7th. Yes. And uh, it'll conclude on April 20th with the Blue Gold game. Right. And in between. We're going to get to talk, you know, to all the assistants oh, yeah. again. We're going to get have several chances to talk to Marcus Freeman. I think we've got, what, two, like two full practices to watch. Two. And then, yeah. like, uh, you know, like the second one periods and stuff like that as well. Get my text. The second one, the uh, the day and the date are in question as far as to when that is. Did you see my text? Well, there was another one. <laughs> there was one. And again, I'm not going to say the date. Right. Let me see if I can find it. Or is it? 
Let's just many say more details to come for this day. Oh, that's Events the scheduled the, to begin the pro. Bowl, oh, that's the pro, the pro, day. The pro day. Excuse me. Never mind. Like the one that's messed up is the second full practice, which of course I try to move heaven and earth to be at. And the the day is Saturday. It says the day is Saturday, but the date is like a Thursday. So I don't know. Oh, which, that's right. I don't that's know right. which it is. I'm hoping obviously that the Saturday part is accurate. Uh, and I think the Saturday part is accurate, though, uh, based on where it falls on the calendar and what comes after it and all that kind of stuff. But uh, hoping that it's Saturday so I don't have to take off the other job. But, uh, you know, because we get the first practice. We get the whole first practice, which is awesome because you kind of get to see, you know, what has been done physically in the weight room and things like that. The only downer is that they're not in pads. They're usually just shorts, T-shirts, and helmets, you know, that kind of a thing. So, we get to see him run around and do some drills and things like that, which there, there's a benefit to that for sure. And you get to kind of see where they're starting out from a depth chart standpoint, you know, where, you know, what, where, where, where's, where's point a, right. But then we, the next practice that we get, that's all the way open is like a month later. Yeah. So they're going to be full pads, the whole deal, probably get to see him knocking some heads. And so, uh, they'll be a lot different, I would imagine, from the first practice that we get and the last practice that we get. Uh, and there's only two total. So it'll be, well, it's going to look like two different teams, basically, one to the yeah. other. Because, again, the first practice we get to see is the first one with an offensive coordinator, with a new safeties coach, or I guess it's going to be, yeah, kind of a new safeties coach. Um, you know, all these different moving parts and pieces, more specifically the offensive coordinator, Right, and then what does that look like the next time we get to see him? So right, uh, and we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to talk to him for the first time. Yeah, bring as well because we haven't oh, yeah. had a chance to talk to him. Oh, we were a little a little surprised talking to some of the other guys on the beat when we were over there talking to players. But, excuse me, last week it's like, well, Mike Brown got his own press conference. <laughs> you know, like back in December, Lauren Lando he's already yeah. come out and spoken with the media. I guess it's just because. Just the way it sounds, the way it looks, Mike Denbrock has been very busy with everything, with all the recruiting trips and stuff like that that have been right. going on. He's all over the place. So, right. But uh, we'll get to talk to him for the first time during the spring as well. So we're looking forward to that. And again, we'll get to talk to all the, you know, the assistants and Marcus Freeman and some more players and things like that, and get to see a little bit. So looking forward to it. I just hope that. Um, that I'm able to see, I hope I'm around <laughs> to see some of it because I know, right? It's like the only downfall to this. Like, it's gonna start that first week of football practice. I'll be at the ACC tournament <laughs> down in North Carolina, so we'll see and how then, that goes. Maybe, maybe I need NCAA to bring Jesse. Maybe I need to bring Jesse into town that week and have him go over there with hey. you or something. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and then you got the NCAA tournament. However far the Irish women go, definitely throws a kink into, you know, spring True. ball and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I was just reading something. I'm not sure. I'll tell you what. Let's just talk about Chris O'Leary. What do you say? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do I it. I got hung up trying to read one of these questions. I wasn't really oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Totally understand. There's some interesting yeah. ones in there, and I was actually doing a little bit of research myself based on one of those uh, questions. So, you know, 
We'll see. I think I think it's all I I think the Tommy Reese to UCLA thing was more for the head coaching job, not an assistant coaching job. So I think that's probably dead now. But oh the question about Tommy Reese. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think some yeah, someone kind of threw Tommy Reese's name into that UCLA mix. You yeah, you're absolutely like like where he is, I think what his career goals are, I think yeah. is where he probably wants, you know, he'll just stay put right you know and and try to work his way up the nfl ladder it's it's always seemed like he wants to be an nfl coach and he's with an nfl team now so he'll have an opportunity to do that yep i completely agree i don't think i don't think he's leaving that nfl opportunity i i just don't unless it's the right head coaching job because other than that you know, remember we were debating you and I and people in the chat, et cetera. Like, okay, is going from being the offensive coordinator at Alabama to being a position coach slash, you know, kind of a semi coordinator in the NFL is that a step down? And some people were adamant to step down, step down, which I disagree with personally. But then if he goes and takes like the coordinator job at UCLA under a brand new head coach, that is a step down. You know what I mean? And I, I don't right. know, like, I couldn't argue that. Like, that's a step down. And so, I don't see him making that type of move. Head coach at UCLA, obviously not a step down. Right. But coordinator, I I don't see that happening. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Well, we'll start with this. Brent says, Chris O'Leary leaving is much better news than Mike Mickens leaving. Yeah. I think most people would probably agree with that. There's no doubt about that. I mean, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, this news dropped. And I don't think it was the most surprising news considering he was pursued by at least you know, a, a, mm-hmm. another NFL team, what, a year ago? So, yeah. yeah, I think it was the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And the big push was by right. Kyle Hamilton to get Chris O'Leary to the Ravens. And so, you know, which obviously makes a lot of sense. So what do you think of this move for O'Leary? He's he's leaving Notre Dame. He goes to the L.A. Chargers, going to join Jim Harbaugh's staff in the NFL. From what I understand, I mean, he turned down a raise to stay at Notre Dame, too. So yeah. obviously his eyes were on the NFL. And, it, you know, and if that's the case, you know, it, it's a parallel move from a title standpoint for, you know, safety's coach to safety's coach. But now he doesn't have to recruit and he can just be a safety's coach and you know, there are some guys that are just better coaches than they are recruiters. And I think O'Leary right now fits that mold. You know, I think he was getting better as a recruiter. I think the 25 recruiting was getting better. I think the 24 recruiting was better than 23, et cetera, et cetera. He's a really, really good on-field coach. And and his, uh, you know, the guys that he's put out there and the guys that he's trained up have proven that, obviously, time and time again. And the fact that Kyle Hamilton wanted him, you know, with the Ravens, I think speaks volumes to how much he's respected and all of those different things. But at the same time, I'm not saying he didn't like recruiting. He wasn't a great recruiter, though. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't. I seem mean, to uh, have right. a, you know, you know, that's exactly right, and that's why, like, he seems like a guy who is much more suited to being an NFL coach. Like, if right. you're a strong on-field position you know like coaching of the game x's and o's and the whole thing and you're right. you know you're great with the with with the players which he seems to be but yeah. but you're not as invested 
in the recruiting aspect. I mean, it's the same reason Harry Heastan left. Again, you know, like when he left Notre Dame to go to, to the Chicago Bears. Like, recruiting was not something that he particularly enjoyed. Now, could he be good at it when he wanted to be good at it? Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd say that that Harry was a better recruiter than Chris O'Leary, and that was still the thing that was lacking. Sure. And I just think, you know, like, look, you look at the Jeff Halfley thing and, all, you know, just everything that's going on in college football right now, if you're not 100% invested at a minimum in being a recruiter, if you're going to be a full-time assistant coach in college football, you're much better off in the NFL. And Absolutely. then you add in everything else that's going on with NIL and all that sure. kind of stuff. I think that, the, you know, and like how much of that maybe even is a factor for Tommy Reese making the decision that he made to go, you know, again, yeah, like he's sure. always wanted to be in the, in the NFL, but on top of that, considering everything else that's going on in college football, I think that there are a lot of coaches who would just say, look, I, I don't need to be messing with recruiting yeah. and, and, you know, trying to win these NIL battles and all that stuff. If I can coach, I'll just go to the best league in the world for football and that's the nfl and and it's a great opportunity for chris yeah. o'leary i think I, I don't have any issues with him taking off i don't like is it a loss for on the field coaching yeah of course it is i mean he's a really good on the field coach he's taken some guys that probably had no business being on the field at notre dame made them serv serviceable safeties and then he took guys that had a lot of talent and turned them into excellent safeties i mean he did a he he has he learned or has developed, right? He he has developed all levels of safeties and has done a really, really good job at it. So from that standpoint, it's a loss. From a recruiting standpoint, it's not a loss. You can replace that. I do. And so, and then also you look at it from a staff standpoint. Okay, you're Marcus Freeman. You just lost a guy to the NFL. You can spin, and it's not even spin, but you can be like, hey, that's a step up. I mean, he took a step up. He's a he's a position coach now in the NFL. He was a position coach at Notre Dame. It's obviously what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Hey, you come to Notre Dame as an assistant coach, we'll get you to the next level, whatever that level is for you. The next level for O'Leary was the NFL. He got there. You know, so, you know, Marcus Freeman can very easily now continue to sell what it is to be an assistant coach at Notre Dame. That, hey, we'll get you to wherever you need to be. Come to Notre Dame, excel at what you do, and we'll get you where you want to be. And that doesn't change with Chris O'Leary going to the NFL. Michael asks, which former Notre Dame coach has the better NFL job? Well, there's only two I can think of right now. Mason with the Colts and O'Leary with the Chargers, right? Is, is well, there another Reese, one? Tommy Reese. Oh, Reese. Yeah, we're, obviously, we are just talking about <laughs> Duh. Other than that, um, though, I mean, I'd say good. right now, probably Tommy Reese. I mean, like I think that you know the Browns were a playoff team, and I think that they're in in a good situation. It's really good. It's going to be. I, I'm curious to see. You know, Stefanski was just named NFL Coach of the Year. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting to the playoffs with Joe Flacco, pulling Flacco off yeah. the street. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of talent on that Browns roster, and a lot of good young talent as they kind of. Can, you know, continue to go forward. I think O'Leary could be in a really good position. Probably it's not going to take too long. I think, you know, yeah. Harbaugh inherits obviously a really good quarterback and he inherits a pretty good roster. 
I have no idea what they're going to be in year one, but by year two, that could be a great opportunity for him. And I think Mason's in a good situation. You know, when you, when you look at what they did last year, you know, with Gardner Minshew, they just missed out on the playoffs with Gardner Minshew down there. So they're all in pretty good situations, but I would probably go, I would probably go Reese O'Leary Mason, but it's like, Splitting hairs, you know, yeah. to get from one to three, I think. I, I would personally go, and again, we're splitting hairs, but I, I would say Reese number one. I would put Mason number two because he's a coordinator. You know, he's a special teams coordinator. That's true. That's and then true. I would then I would put O'Leary. But and, and the only reason I would have Reese higher is because he's going to kind of be a passing game coordinator or whatever the the extension of his title is. And so I think he's going to be there maybe a year or two and he's going to get an opportunity to be an offensive coordinator. It's amazing how quickly offensive coordinators change. I mean, in the NFL, I mean, it it is unbelievable. I know Jesse had a stat and I forget what it was, but it's like in the last two years, every NFL team has a different offensive coordinator or something. It was something along those lines. And so there's a ton of turnover. And so if he can prove himself in the next year or two, he's going to get an OC job someplace. Right. Right. So, you get that OC 30, job, you're that much yeah. closer. You're like one, you're one successful playoff run yeah. away from becoming a head coach. Basically, he'll you know? be a, you know, he's or got an opportunity. A high, like in that conversation, yeah, he's 31. Last time I checked, yep. so two years as a position coach, that's 33. Two years as an OC, now you're 35, and you're a head coach candidate. I mean, his his trajectory is still very positive. You know, for as many people as they don't like Tommy Reese, and okay, I get it. But like he could be a head coach in the NFL by 35. That, that that's still pretty impressive. I know everything's skewing younger and all of that, but that's a definite possibility, folks. Don't be surprised if in a few years he's part of that carousel. I completely agree. And I know Brent's down on him right now as he <laughs> as he bangs both Reese and Kyle Shanahan. But uh I don't disagree at all. Um how big a loss do you think this is for Notre Dame at the same time? <clears throat> on the field, I mean, I can't argue. It's a loss on the field. It is. I mean, he's he's a really good safeties coach. I mean, look at, again, like when you look at what Xavier Watts started yeah. out at the start of the season to what, you know. He's a wide receiver, Sean. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and and he won the best defensive player in the country award. Like, some of that has to, yes, he's super athletic. He's He's a freak athlete. He's really intelligent. I get all of that. But you've got to give credit to his coach. I mean, and and look at all the guys. I mean, he made DJ Brown and, and Ramon Henderson and, you know, all these guys serviceable safeties. You know what I mean? And then he also elevated Kyle Hamilton's play and, you know, all these different things. So the, it, it, it is going – it is a loss, okay? Now, the manner in which they are going to, I believe, replace him, I think can mitigate – that loss yeah and that's that's kind of it's it's almost like based on what looks like is going to because what looks like is going to happen is Mike Mickens is going to take over the entire secondary which used to be much more common it seems like yeah Yeah. like you like it's been split up at least the last several years here at Notre Dame but it was it was pretty common for one guy to just basically Coached yeah. the entire secondary, but you know, you know, they had it split up. You had O'Leary as the safeties coach and Mickens as the cornerbacks coach. And Mickens, 
obviously with the success that he has had there, both from a recruiting aspect and from a development aspect, you know, he he is obviously becoming a hotter commodity, you know, like with, with every passing year, but it, so it sounds like Mickens is going to uh, run the entire secondary Max Bulla is going to get a promotion awesome. and go from, yeah, which is really great awesome. for him. And I think it's going to be good for the team as well. Max Bullock gets promoted, becomes the full-time linebackers coach, which kind of takes away some extra stuff from Al Golden, lets him focus on the whole thing, lets him potentially, you know, whatever whatever help Mike Mickens needs, you know, like he can kind of pitch in there as well with the safeties. But at the same time, then you add a grad assistant as a safety coach as opposed to, what you have right now with Bulla, the grad assistant coaching the linebackers. So, so yeah. like to me, I think it's it's almost like the best case. You know, like again, yeah. like Chris O'Leary is a really good on field coach. He was yes. getting better, I think, as a absolutely as a recruiter. And we're going to yeah. actually address yeah. the recruiting aspect of this even more tomorrow when Ryan's on. You know, Ryan is doing the Tuesday thing with me now, so we're going to get into that to the recruiting aspect of O'Leary leaving more on tomorrow's show but i think again like you have mickens who is already a good recruiter and now he kind of takes over more of those duties as well as coaching the entire secondary and you know like i just again i think best case scenario if you were going to lose o'leary the fact that this is sort of what sounds like the plan that they're going to go in this direction i I think it's going to end up being really good for notre dame in the long run I do too. I, I think retaining Max Bulla, allowing him to be a full-time coach, which is going to be huge for him from a financial standpoint, and being able to go from a grad assistant to a full-time assistant at Notre Dame, that like that doesn't really happen, to be honest with you, outside of like Tommy Reese, but that was always the plan, right? Because he came in and he was technically a grad assistant and the quarterback's coach in that one year before they got the 10th assistant, you know, that kind of a deal. But normally you go from being a grad assistant to a full-time head coach at a much lower level, and you got to work your way back up to the level of Notre Dame. And so obviously he did a great job with the on the, you know, on the job training, so to speak, that they feel very comfortable just kind of giving him the full-time gig, which I think is awesome. I mean, you watch him in practice. The guy's intense, man. And he coaches, he coaches kids up. Uh, and I really like watching him coach. I think he does a really good job. And so, you know, as much as he was basically the linebackers coach last year, this now officially allows Al Golden to just be the defensive coordinator, which I like a lot. And then you open up that other grad position and you can bring in a guy to coach safeties. Look, it is not complicated to coach safeties. Like it it is very similar to like a wide receivers coach. Like you can learn the X's and O's and come in and coach safety. So they're going to be able to find a grad assistant to coach safeties without any problem whatsoever under the watchful eye, of course, of Mike Mickens. And so, you know, Mike Mickens gets added responsibility, obviously. And I think he's going to start having his hand in recruiting safeties as well. That's an upgrade. I think all that, by yeah. itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so, I realize it's another position to recruit and everything, yeah. but you know, like TD four and D asks, is anyone concerned Mickens has never coached safeties? You know, again, like, a little bit. No, I mean, like you're still like, it's not 
it's not like just because he was coaching the cornerbacks before, like he knew nothing about safety right. play because those right. guys obviously work in tandem, you know, with, with their mm-hmm. coverages and, and just everything else. And so I, I just, I don't think that it's going to be a big deal. And I think that when you have someone with his eye, you know, who now can, can uh, potentially, you know, be devoting his attention to the kind of guys that you're going to recruit. And yeah, when you look at the way that he is able to recruit the cornerbacks position again, I, I just, it's not a concern for me at all. I think it's going to be nothing but a good thing for them to to have him doubling up these responsibilities right. now. It's it's a net gain in the recruiting level. You know, the recruiting side of things, it's a net gain. And then you've got Mike Mickens, who obviously understands how the secondary works, you know, along with the rest of the defense, not just the corners. I mean, he he understands how all of that goes. And, and, and again, he's an elite coach. He is an elite corners coach. Elite. Okay. I can sit down. Like if I'm Marcus Freeman or, or whatever, like Marcus Freeman never coached safety because he was a defensive coordinator. Like he can sit down with Mike and be like, okay, look, these are the things I need you to teach safeties, or these are the things I need you to do. And then Mike can take that to the grad assistant or whatever. But most, I'm going to go out on a limb here and think Mike Mickens knows what the heck he's doing with safeties without having to check in with anybody else. I think he's going to be just fine. So, you know, is he, going to be as good as Chris O'Leary from a just a safety coaching acumen. It might take a minute to get there, but he's an elite coach, guys. Like he's gonna be just fine. Just fine. You get him a quality grad assistant who can follow directions and run these guys through drills and hit the points that he wants them to hit. You yeah, know, I mean that's points, like, that's the biggest difference is when you break up into right. you know your your position groups. You just need someone who can. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like Mickens will lay out. Okay, these are the drills that I want them doing today, and then you've got the grad assistant, just like Max Bullo was doing with the linebackers right. last year and did a great job of it. And Absolutely. Now, now you just you know whoever the guy ends up being, this this is what I want done. But I think that it also gives them you know sort of even better communication throughout yeah. just the whole second, you know, not that they didn't have good yeah. communication before. I'm, I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm just saying one guy, one voice, basically. Right. Yeah. I, I think, you know, and again, you've now freed up Al golden to worry about the entire defense. He can go and work with the safeties. He can go work with the corners. He can go work with the defensive. Line. You know what I mean? Like he can work all three levels at practice now without having to worry about the linebackers like that. Yeah. That's, I think that's a an underrated part of this whole thing is now, look, Max Bull did a great job with linebackers last year, but Al Golden was still the linebackers coach, right? He doesn't yes. have to worry about that now. Like he can float and he can do all of these different things. And I can attest to, it's again, at the high school level, when I was an offensive coordinator, I didn't have a position group, so to speak, to coach. Well, I went to the position group that needed the most help. And I helped out that group that day. You know what I mean? And we Mm -hmm. we drilled and we did all these different things. And so he's going to have that opportunity now. And I I think that's, like I said, it's a very underrated part of this whole scenario. But overall, it sucks to lose Chris O'Leary. But I think think it's a net gain top to bottom at the end of the day. Yeah, I do. I do too. Do you think that Mickens, you know, does he need more title? like co-defensive coordinator. I mean, I know he just got a a raise and all that kind of stuff. 
does he need more since he's going to have more responsibilities? And he is, you know, again, he's becoming a hotter commodity. You know, like how long are you going to be able to keep him and all that different kind of stuff? I would say he kind of got a title, uh, you know, raise or whatever, because he's not just the corners coach now. He's now the secondary coach, which which is more. I think that's more. I think you can play it that way. And at the end of the day, you know, yes, titles are important, but usually at the college level, like increasing your title means increasing your paycheck, right? And if he already got the kind of increase in his paycheck, I think everything is going to be fine. I think eventually maybe that's a step that you want to take, but I don't know that that step is necessary at the moment. I, You know what, though? I, I would try to throw a little bit more money at him. Shoot, we're asking you to coach another position, and now you've got a grad assistant that you're responsible for and all this. I'd try to find him some more money. I think that's a legit thing to do. I do. I think so as well. I mean – at the very least, <laughs> you know, because yeah. like even if he did just get a raise, that was before that, you know, he yeah. inherited more duties. So if he's going to inherit more duties and, you know, take on a, because because the recruiting aspect alone, like adding safeties to the corners, that's sure. going to take more work. So, you know, like if you're legit. if you're now doing yeah. the work of the guy who used to be in that position, then, yeah, I think you need something to kind of go along with it for sure. The only thing I would say, because he got his raise this offseason, right? I Is believe that accurate? So, yes. Okay. Yes. Let, let's let's operate under the assumption that that's accurate. It could have been the fact that Marcus, you know, Chris O'Leary already went to Marcus Free and was like, look, if the NFL comes calling, that's kind of what I would like to do. You know, prepare yourself now kind of a situation. Like, they could have had that conversation. And so that raise for Mike Mickens could have had that scenario already kind of embedded into it does that make sense like Mm -hmm. you know if Chris O'Leary was ready to make that jump and he knew he was going to get NFL you know looks like hey Marcus hey thanks for everything I think I'm ready to make that jump you know to the NFL Marcus Freeman says hey appreciate you thanks for letting me know hey uh coach Mickens why don't you meet me in my office let's have a chat about you know where we're going you know that could have been part of the conversation when it came to the raise so I mean Maybe that's already been talked about, but if not, I'm definitely finding some more uh, dough or a me for him. Brent says O'Leary didn't land Peyton Bowen. You're right. Technically true, Technically but true, I'm not going to put I, all that on no, O'Leary based no, on the way that saga played out. Seriously, you know? that was all about the bag. I mean, there yeah. there was nothing that Chris O'Leary could do about that. And frankly, right. Oregon didn't all land play- him either. So yeah. they thought that they did. Seriously, you know? so, the way it all played out, do we really want him in Notre Dame? Right. I, I think they're better off leave. without the drama. Yeah. He was going to leave regardless. He was going to yeah. leave at the next big bag to come. Like, yeah. that's just reality, man. Like, I, I'm okay with it. I really am. Andy Saylor says, what do you think about this, Vince? He says, doesn't like Mickens coaching the safeties and corners. Didn't work out with Todd Light. Why are we comparing Mike Mickens and Todd Light from a coaching standpoint? Guys, come on now. That's like... I don't want to be disrespectful to Todd Light because he's an All-American. It was very important to what Notre Dame was. I thought he was a solid enough technical, like with the corners specifically, solid enough technical. But again, like the recruiting. His heart wasn't in it. Yeah, You know, he he was ready to be out when he left. Let's just put it that way. And so 
They'll, they'll, comparing those two is just, it's not fair. It's not fair to either one, to be perfectly honest with you. They're just one's a professional coach and one is an all American who's coaching. Like those are just two completely separate situations. I agree. I agree. I don't think we have anything more on um, on Mr. O'Leary here. I was looking and seeing. <laughs> Decap said Todd Light was a bad coach again. Like, you know, I mean, I think, you know, bygones, like you said. Yeah, he's an All American, really good guy. Didn't work out. I think yeah, we can just kind of leave it at that. And, it's kind of like you know. he kind of falls into the same category as like Autry Denson. You know what I mean? Great player at Notre Dame, all-time leading rusher, all of those things, right? Yeah. Wasn't a great coach. Like, it was, you know, it just is what it is, man. You can we still just agree. Yeah. They're in the best shape they've been in at yeah. that position right now with the guy that they've got <laughs> in that room right now, which is yes. why he is such a priority, which is also, again, why it's right. going to be, I think, a good thing, Yeah, you know, in a much, you know, in a much more macro sense for – the team to have Mike Mickens in charge of more right less absolutely absolutely he's gonna do he's gonna do excuse me a great job with the safeties with the entire secondary so and somebody mentioned in the chat earlier and I completely agree with them having Xavier Watts back to kind of be the anchor of that safety room will help tremendously with that transition like if you were trying to break in two new safeties back there this season it would have been a lot more difficult for Mike Mickens. But the, the transition will be so much more smooth with X back there. There's no doubt about that in my mind. 